0: It's July 6th, we're reading through the Bible in a year. Today's reading that you're gonna get into is Job 33 and 34. Now, Remember the context, we saw Elihu setting up his speech or his accusation basically to Job. Yesterday he dealt with the fact that his three friends did not provide wisdom that he thought they should provide. And so now he's gonna step up and he's gonna speak. So the three friends have been dealt with. Now Job is being dealt with by Elihu. And basically he says, listen, you keep talking about God being so hard to hear from and that you can't you know, get wisdom from God and he's locked up in heaven, whatever. The idea of this kind of uh, uh, silence from God, Elihu says, no, God has spoken. He has spoken, he speaks through circumstances, he speaks through even your pain. Uh, and basically in the next chapter, 34, he accuses Job of the way that he's responded to all this by saying, you are charging God with wrong. And so Elihu charges Job with wrong by charging God with wrong and basically steps up to defend God, uh, perhaps in a better way than the three friends did, and yet it is harsh, right? There is a harsh tone to all of this, and uh, it is interesting to see how some of the same truths and some of the same arguments are employed, uh, and yet it's uh, not quite the same dismissiveness of Job, although Elihu is dealing with Job's wrong, not in some secret area of his life necessarily, but in the way that he's dealt with this problem and accused God. and. He's shaking his fist at God at this point. So this is our Old Testament reading. It's fascinating to read what Elihu says. And so uh, I commend you to that reading this morning. And then our New Testament reading is found in Acts chapter 13, the second half. And remember, we're in uh, Pisidian Antioch, which is out there in Galatia, in modern day Turkey, And uh, this is not the Antioch where they left on their first missionary journey, they went through Cyprus, they sailed through the Mediterranean, and now they're here and Paul is preaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath and he's reasoning with them from the scriptures and appealing to them to put their trust in Christ. And you'll see this as a pivotal chapter in the book As the Jews get jealous, as there's the following, between Sabbaths, between the Saturdays, there is a statement that the whole city has now come to hear the Apostle Paul preach, and he's getting this crowd together, and the leaders of the synagogue and the Jews in the town, they are jealous of the kind of of crowds that are forming to hear Paul preach. So Paul basically says, listen, if you count yourself unworthy of the gospel, then we are turning to the Gentiles. And that's a statement, as I said, in a pivotal chapter where Saul. It starts out where we we're calling him Saul in the beginning of chapter thirteen. Now he's called Paul, and that uh, that real resignation to bringing the gospel to the Gentiles starts a whole new section of the book. And the focus goes from Peter. Now we'll see that transition a little bit more in chapter fifteen. But Peter now uh, is kind of off the scene, and Paul gets center stage as he uh, takes the gospel on his second and third missionary journeys, and we'll see more of that. So that's our New Testament reading. Our um, Community imperative is found in Romans. I just skipped on to chapter 14. We've dealt with several things in chapter 13. But in chapter 14, I just want to start with that very first statement. And it says in verse number one, Romans 14, one, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him. And don't quarrel over opinions, but don't quarrel over opinions. That um, idea of not quarreling over opinions. Now, the context makes it clear. These are issues that are not commanded in Scripture, but they're conditioned in people's conscience by their practices and maybe their upbringing. And those are the kinds of things that people may disagree upon. And the issues of chapter 14 are not the issues that might be prevalent today that you've got this transition from the Old Testament dietary laws or the festivals or the days of worship, Uh, those things contain the Levitical law. Uh, That's not the conditioning of our conscience or upbringing today, but it might be things, uh, at least in the last generation, like, I don't know, cards or going to the movies or whatever it might be, these kinds of, of cultural taboos that people have been raised with. And those are secondary issues of those who are, as it's put in this context, weak in their faith, their conscience is wounded by activities that are not necessarily or in and of themselves sinful. So he says, don't quarrel over those things. So I put it this way, Uh, because I've used this phrase many times in preaching through this passage or dealing with this uh, from the pulpit, but I'll I'll put it in, in these terms, gray areas. I say this, don't quarrel over gray areas. There's our community imperative of the day. Don't quarrel, don't argue, Don't dispute one another over the gray areas, okay? People can hold their own convictions about certain things. They do not need to take those convictions and uh, press them upon others. Now, there are some standards in culture that, for instance, in leadership in the church, and I should quickly explain that. There are things we say, well, we're not going to do those things, not because we think they're inherently sinful, but because there's enough cultural baggage that associates those things with wrong, and that's where this chapter ends up going. I mean, out of love for my brother, I am willing to forego my liberties for the sake of their conscience. Now, that's very different than disputing over these gray areas, over these secondary uh, issues that are not clearly defined in Scripture. So if you're debating over things that are not the essential direct commands of Scripture. I would just encourage you, whatever it might be in your life with your small group or your fellow believers in our church or in your church, if you're listening from outside of our church, I would say don't dispute, don't quarrel, do not quarrel or argue over gray areas. There's your community imperative for for today and we will be back tomorrow, Lord willing, as we continue reading through the Bible.